I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Monday. I hope your weekend treated you well. Today is another Author's Corner check-in where I update you on what the heck is going on behind the scenes. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose is that I'm flying home today, which actually I am currently in the airport recording this episode, so you may hear some ambient sounds that I kind of can't control. My thorn is that I'm leaving California. I love this state. I love the way I am here. I love the way I feel when I'm here. There's just something about it, man. Something about it. And my bud is sleeping in. I am so looking forward to sleeping in. I have been waking up around 4 to 5 a.m. this week. And tomorrow... I'm sleeping until I can't sleep anymore. I might take a nap. Like I'm just full on sleep mode. All right, let's dive headfirst into today's episode. What I'm working on this coming week, the week that you're listening to this, I am jumping into writing Enneagram 2. I finished round one of type one this past week, and now it's time to finish round one of type two. This is actually my first official week of writing full-time because this past week I had a speaking engagement and I don't have any more of those coming up. I don't have any more speaking engagements until the, you know, I'm not taking any for the rest of this year, 2021. And I've turned down every other opportunity that has come my way. It's a very scary thing to do. You know, there's just like fear of missing out that comes up, the fear of being irrelevant, fear of burning bridges. It's a lot, but a lot of fear is there. I know it's the right thing for me, both emotionally, but also creatively. It's a 1000% the right thing to do for this book, but it's scary, you know, but we're going all in next week. The week you're listening to this, we're head first. We're all in. So life updates and changes. California was an amazing trip. I love doing speaking engagements. I love, I let it panel. I love panels. I felt reconnected to myself. I felt rested. I felt free, which is a really nice feeling. However, I did feel like I struggled to ride as much as I thought. I struggled more than I thought I would. I think I put like too much pressure on being where I needed to be in order to write without letting myself kind of flow and just be in the moment and like be creatively inspired. I also kind of had poor boundaries around my phone and like time of doing nothing, which is really important. I was really honestly just like physically so tired that I kind of used technology as a distraction instead of actually resting, you know, like I kind of just used my phone as a way to not have to think. Funny enough though, I had set my goal at completing chapter one and I had finished that at the beginning of the week. So I'm technically ahead of schedule, even though I'm saying like it was hard to write. I just felt like I should have an endless ability to produce and I'm realizing that I don't. Like I can't just like write on command every day, all day. So I will say that being there did give me lots of ideas and inspiration and I was able to like take note of those. I got some lines that I know I'm gonna wanna use. Like I keep them in the notes of my phone. So I have like a type two folder 
and you know, I have a folder for every number. And as I see something or I'm reminded of something or have a memory, I'll kind of jot it down. And so I had so many of those moments. And so I have a lot to build on. I just didn't really have the energy to build on it, if that makes sense. Like for me, I don't feel like the trip was like a bust, but I think there's some hyper productive part of myself that feels like it was because of how I think I'm supposed to be. But in reality, I actually have a ton of ideas to build off of. I more than met my goal than what I'd planned to do. And I feel good and happy and connected to creativity in general. Let's talk a little bit about what I'm reading, watching, learning, and a small joy from this week. So Currently, I am reading Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. This is only the second book of his that I have read. I read Ocean at the End of the Lane a few years ago and loved it. And I'm about halfway through with Neverwhere and also am loving it. For me, most books take like a chapter or two to really get bought into. Like, who are the characters? What's this world? How do I like this? But for this one, it was like from page one. I was fully invested, fully bought in. I think that that's kind of like a gift that Neil Gaiman has is he gets you there fast and you're invested way sooner than any other book that I've read. Watching, we just finished watching The Chair on Netflix yesterday. Obi and I watched it together while we were apart. So he was watching it at home, I was watching it here and we would like talk about it. First of all, that was so fun to have a thing that we were sharing, even though we were so far apart. But also, like, I feel like it did an amazing job of covering the nuance of cancel culture, kind of how it's important, but also how it isn't always perfect, along with like privilege and like the nuance of privilege and lack of understanding privilege and just like how much harder certain kinds of people have to work to get the same results or to even get less of the results than other people. So it, it covered like really intense topics, but it did it in a funny way and it was like lighthearted and you're really bought into the characters. It was really good. My small joy from this week is our, okay, so I hate when hotels make you use valet. Like it's one, it's very expensive. And two, it's just, I don't like being watched while I'm getting like in and out of my car, you know, like I just want to be able to take my time. I want to be able to like make sure I, I clean out my car every time I get out of it. I just don't like to be watched in that process. It makes me feel stressed out and I, I never know what to do about tipping. It's like overwhelming for me. So that all to be said though, the hotel that I stayed at this week and just like most hotels in LA have valet and they like make you use it. And the person who ran the valet where I live, he and I just became friends, like acquaintances throughout the week. And he was kind of like older and like his name's Jose and like he's really cool. And like, it was just fun to be like, oh, I know your name. You remember me. And every day he would be like, is today the day that you leave or are you coming back? And every day I would be like, no, I'm staying. I'm just coming back. And today I left and he was like, is today the day you leave? And I was like, yes. And he goes, no. And, you know, I got in my car and he gave me my keys and he put his hand on his heart and he was like, you will always have a friend here. And it was so 
precious. And honestly, like I think interaction sometimes with men like this can seem less than honorable, but you can tell the difference, right? Like I think for the most part, we can tell the difference between someone who's being flirtatious and someone who's being just like kind and like for that brief moment you like kind of cared about each other you wanted each other to be happy and it was kind of like a fatherly energy it was really sweet and that was my small joy just that I always have a friend here today's podcast is brought to you by native do you know the difference between an antiperspirant and a deodorant Antiperspirants contain aluminum, which forms a plug in your sweat glands to stop you from sweating. Native deodorant does not contain aluminum or parabens or sulfates. It's vegan and never tested on animals. Native just works to keep you smelling fresh all day long. Native deodorant is made with ingredients that you've heard of, like coconut oil, shea butter. You wear deodorant every day. You should be able to understand the ingredients list, right? Making the switch to an aluminum-free deodorant does not mean that you have to sacrifice on performance, which was news to me because I have tried some and it has not gone well. I have not had that experience with Native. Native keeps you smelling and feeling fresh all day long. With over 10 scents, including their classic and rotating seasonals, you're guaranteed to find one that you love. Here's the thing. I picked native the first time because of their packaging is so cute and I thought I don't think this deodorant's gonna work for me but like it's really pretty so I'm gonna get it and I got it and I was like not only does this deodorant smell amazing but it feels good to wear it feels like I'm rubbing lotion on my underarms and like moisturizing but not slippery. You know what I mean? It's like the right texture. Their classic scents include coconut and vanilla, which is my favorite and the most popular, lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, and eucalyptus and mint. Besides their classic deodorant, Native offers an unscented option and a baking soda-free formula for those with sensitivities. They are covering us all. Trying to cut down on your plastic use, which most of us are, Native even has a deodorant made of 100% paperboard packaging. So don't just take my word for it, y'all. Check out over the 15,000 five-star reviews from happy customers who switched to Native. Like I said before, I picked it for the packaging and I stayed for the formula because it does smell so good. And I put it on at night before I go to bed. I put it in the morning when I wake up and that's the only time I ever use deodorant. It's not like I have to apply it every couple hours. You are going to love Native as much as I do. Right now, you can save 20% on your first purchase. Go to nativedo.com slash egram or use promo code egram at checkout. That's nativedeo.com slash egram or use promo code egram at checkout to save 20% off your first purchase. Thank you, Native, for supporting the podcast. What I'm learning is I'm learning that my job right now is to live and to observe and to stay off of technology as much as possible. And from there, the writing will come, right? It's not going to come in the midst of chaos and over input and trying to get a bunch of other stuff done. That's just not how it works. Creativity is a fragile, beautiful beast that needs a lot of space (laughs) to 
reveal themselves. I maybe maybe creativity is an Enneagram nine who's like not confident that their voice matters and they're like, unless there's complete silence and I'm asked a direct question, I might not tell you what's going on. I might not talk to you about it. So I will say also I hosted a panel this week kind of on the concept of chaos. I hosted a panel this week and the type seven on the panel was saying I'm very comfortable in chaos. And because of that, sometimes I think that we as sevens can create chaos for ourselves because it is kind of comfortable, right? Like because it does kind of feel restful in a weird way. And I think that I definitely do that. And I talked to Obi about it and he was like, yeah, you definitely do that. Like I can create a lot of chaos and just to kind of not have to be still. And I may be comfortable in it, but I'm not as creative in it, right? Like if I want to prioritize my creativity, I have to prioritize peace and slowness and ease. And in terms of process, like where are we at in the writing process, kind of to piggyback off of that, I sent out my first round of writing to the Enneagram type ones, and I've gotten to go through some of their feedback, which has been incredibly helpful. I'll also be looking for Enneagram twos to do the same. I've probably already posted about that on stories by the time this is live, but definitely doing that. I've said this enough in this episode, but I am learning to prioritize open space, downtime, slow living, low technology. I definitely cannot have meetings or time-oriented obligations. You know, maybe I have one coffee with a friend this week, but like other than that, like I got to cut it off. I just need free space to allow the writing to come as I feel inspired. I'm probably going to take the constraints of working hours off of my shoulders for like every day except for Fridays when I kind of record and do the podcast and get through the emails and all that. I did have that like grand plan of writing from like 10 to 12 and from 2 to 4 and I like that as a baseline kind of to have in my back pocket but what if I have the energy on a Saturday or a Sunday and I'm not going to force myself to not write right when the inspiration is there and in the same way I don't think I should force myself to stop and write when the need to be inspired is there. So I think I'm going to benefit from getting good and bored throughout the week so that I can have the inspiration for new ideas and concepts to flow. Now I'm really good, like really good at the kind of discipline it takes to do a lot of stuff. Like I can do a hundred things in a day and that feels really natural and easy for me, but... (laughs) I'm finding myself in the need of the kind of discipline it takes to do less. And this is going to be an interesting season for me because of that, like that ability to say like, actually, no, actually, you can't say yes to that thing. Actually, you need to sleep in and actually don't plan that thing right now or over focus on this other thing. Like you need to just be where you are in this moment, which I have like made my, my type four husband, my guru right now, because he is a brilliant at that. He's brilliant. He can just stare out a window for an hour and like, that's his happy place. And so I am like asking him all the time, like, well, tell me how that feels for you. What is that like for you? Like he is my teacher. We've talked before about how a lot of my skill sets have been really beneficial to him in his life of like organizing his work schedule, his school schedule, kind of all of this stuff. Like I've really benefited him in that way. 
and I'm not as easily influenced. Not, not that he's easily influenced, but like I am less likely to let people tell me how to be me. And I'm like, oh, it's time. It's time for you to be my teacher and I'm here to learn. <laughs> so friends, that is where we are now. Thank you so much for joining me for these episodes. It feels like I'm catching up with my friends, which is a really nice feeling. As always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you, and I will see you Wednesday for the next episode. Bye.